Alright, to start, I must confess I'm not too happy about today's sermon. The reason? Well, I was going to use a scripture passage from Galatians 5 about serving one another in love. Very good passage, a lot of room. But then I felt led away from that to 1 Peter 4.10. And lucky was, when I was a bit uncertain and doubtful, a week and a half ago when I attended the track executive board meeting, the track president who was leading in devotions, guess what? Out of all the 30,000 verses he could have chosen from the Bible, what do you think he chose for the devotion? 1 Peter 4.10. So, although I'm not too much into fleeces and science, signs, well, when something like this happens, all I can say is, Abaddon. So, uh, this is not the first time it has happened to me, where God sort of uses other means to confirm. By the way, you know what Abaddon means, right? Okay, thank you. You know how to spell it? Yeah, go and look at the Singlish Dictionary. There are different variations, but there is an official spelling. So, let's look at 1 Peter 4.10. Can we have it? Yes. Peter writes, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So first some (coughs) technicals. What does this verse or these verses actually say? 1.1 Every Christian has at least one spiritual gift. 1.2 This is evidence of God's varied grace. I'll come back to this later. 1.3 If we are good stewards, we will employ the gifts to serve others so that God will be glorified. So 2.1 Though this sounds like an Alelon verse, you remember what Alelon stands for, right? One another. It is not. The word here is used is heautos. More accurately translated yourselves rather than one another. You know that we have a new phrase that has been added to the Singlish lexicon. Unself, supervise, unself. That's quite new, right? Uh? So this roughly translated is yourselves serve yourselves. That's the rough meaning of the passage. So it's almost like Alelo. 2.2. The word for gift, charismata, and grace, charistos, have the same root. I'm sure you can see that. 2.3. The word steward, the original is oikonomos, which can also be translated manager, and it's from the word oikos, meaning home, family, or household. Finally, 3. The word Varied, that's translated various, poikilos, literally means to make good or happy. And other, otherwise, it, has, it is translated diverse, D-I-V-E-R-S, nothing to do with scuba. This is the original word which now has become diverse, many varieties. Um, it can also be translated manifold, uh, uh, multifarious, full spectrum. Basically, I prefer the word the translation multi-dimensional. Only time it's used in the Bible, it talks about God's multi-dimensional grace. There's a more intense word referring to God's wisdom in Ephesians. So this describes 
the breadth, the breadth and depth of God's grace, which is able to encompass and provide every Christian with gifts with which to serve others as God's good stewards and to glorify Him. Um, and my response to this, how many of you watch Japan Hour? Anybody here watch Japan Hour? Uh, some of you are the older fellows. Uh. No, when the people in Japan are impressed, they use this word, Sugoi. No, Sugoi means awesome or, or amazing or wow. So when I read this verse, my Japanese part of me, whatever that is, is Sugoi. Wow. So we come to the point of this sermon to encourage all of us to serve somewhere in the church's ministries. This reminds us of recent uh, sermons on Stewardship Sunday, for example, Giving Tears, Pledge Sunday, Do Not Shrink Back, and last Sunday about being good stewards. That's why this title, World Class Serve, nothing to do with racket sports. Huh? But why world class? Must, it, must our service be that good? Because it sounds very intimidating. It needs to be world class then, I don't know whether I can. Actually, it means quite the opposite. This is... this. Term world class is a tribute to someone I know who uses it as a catchphrase. First time I asked him about something, he said, World class. So, well, I thought, wow, must be good. But then the next few times I asked him, every time he'll say, World class. So I realized uh, his, I may not be able to believe him anymore. World class. What is world class? But then I realized his use of world class is not a statement of evaluation or quality or value judgment. It is a statement of encouragement instead. And once I understood, I quit doubting his honesty. So, um, actually, if you listen carefully just now, you know that the person I'm referring to. But if you don't know, you can do an offering and I'll tell you who. Likewise, when we say world-class serve, it is an encouragement, not a judgment. An encouragement to all to fulfill 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Because God has given all of us gifts. We are to be good stewards of God's multi-dimensional grace. To serve others so that we will glorify Him. By the way, do you know how deacons were created in the church? It happened in Acts chapter 6 because there was a fight over food distribution in the early church. The Greek-speaking widows were left out because they were not Jews. So let's look at that passage, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists, the Greek-speaking, arose against the Hebrews because... Their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve, that is the apostles, summoned the full number of the disciples and says, It is not right that we should give up the preaching of the word to serve tables, to be waiters, basically. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven good men of repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, and whom we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer, to the ministry of the word. So you see, these words were not only a fight, they were racist. This, this, uh, this was not only a fight, but 
it was racist as well. So for all of us who think we have this uh, rosy view of the early church, uh, so all good fellowship, everybody love each other, everybody love God, and ginger peachy is nonsense. Very early they started to fight already. And so, what, as we set the record straight, what was the solution? A few good men. You think there was Hollywood creation, huh? It's Acts chapter 6. A few good men. Seven of them, to be precise. The seven chosen, and they were the magnificent seven. So Hollywood is very late. 2,000 years later, then they have magnificent seven, few good men and all that. It started in Acts 6. And they were called the deacons. But you know, the word deacon is not there. It's not in the original passage of Scripture. Many of us think that deacons must be high-class or high-level church leaders, right? Because like in the Methodist church, the word deacon is reserved only for pastors. We only have one deacon in this church. The fellow has disappeared. He was the one asking the two questions, and I warned him at 8, 8 a.m. service. You're a deacon, you better deep properly. Sculpture, sculpture, you know. Something like that. In Acts chapter 6, the root is actually in verse 2. And found in the phrase, to serve tables. We don't want to waste our time. Actually, the apostles were very smart. We want to waste our time to pick seven men to serve tables. And the, the, that word is translated uh, also to attend to or to wait on. So, you can see that this word that has is now translated deacons, can refer to waiters, attendants, servants. So this word is not really high level. 1 Peter also uses the same word, and to cut the long story short, the word we are looking at is diakonos, which can be translated deacon, minister, but also waiter, attendant, and servant. This is the world-class serve that the Bible is talking about. This is the biblical spirit of servanthood. Because all Christians are called to this just like being or just like our Lord and Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we are told came to serve and not to be served. And you know, it gets worse. I'm going to rub it in now. Because Jesus himself says about world-class serve in Luke 17, this is 7 to 10. He tells this. He says this. Will any of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once and recline at table. Recline at table means to makan, to eat. Will he not rather, will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterwards you will eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what he was commanded? Answer is no. So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. This is the biblical bottom line of world-class serve. Christian, world-class Christian service. In the end, the Bible says we are unworthy servants. Diakonos again. We have only or are only doing our duty. Now look at the two words used. Akreios, change side. Akreios, politely translated as 
unworthy and even in the King James Version a rather ambivalent unprofitable actually literally means useless no use I think correct or not it's my, my, my ICS boy Memrin is touch and go hit and miss <laughs> for those who know Puranakan Gasabuta okay but I think that's what it means and then the word for duty is even worse than this the word for duty is what a Cantonese-speaking person like uh, Frank Lee Yam Kai might want to call me. And the word is Ofeilo. <laughs> Anybody knows Cantonese here? Yeah? I'm not kidding. So I'm trying to also increase your interest. Maybe you want to learn Biblical Greek. Very interesting. Cantonese words in Biblical Greek. Okay? Ofeilo means... I'm not kidding. Huh? It refers to a debt being to be repaid. It means I owe. Okay? So, we owe it. It's like Paul saying, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm a debtor to the Greeks and the Jews. In the end, this is what we mean. Uh, it actually means uh, we are, in the end, equivalent to useless servants only repaying our debt. Can you live with that? Can you live with that? That, that's the bottom line. As servants of Jesus, what are we? Unworthy, because it is the least we can do, we owe it to God. That's the bottom line. Maybe it's not nice to hear, but I'm telling you, it's not fake news, it's not alternative facts or truth. This is what the Bible says. Question is for us, is our serve world class in the Bible sense? So, I would like to end this message by giving you an example a good example of world class serve I'm sharing from an article written by uh, printed in the Asbury Herald uh, publication of the Asbury Theological Seminary written in 2007 entitled Offer Them Christ by Kenneth Kinghorn my time he was church history professor I'm not sure whether he's alive still but at 207, he wrote this article. I never took his class, but never mind. I'll, I'll quote from the article quite liberally. It's about the circuit rider, a term coined in 1837 by an unknown author to describe the Methodist traveling preacher of the early Methodists in America. So here are some excerpts. To get into the Methodist itineracy, one needed to answer four questions affirmatively. You must say yes. Are you truly converted? You must say yes. Do you know and keep the rules of the society? You must say yes. Can you preach acceptably? You must say yes. You know what's question four? Do you have a horse? Four questions. You don't say yes. Even the first three cannot. You must have a horse. When... And when the Methodist Episcopal Church became a denomination in 1784, the preachers only received $64 per year salary. One year, not one week, one day, one month. One year, $64. Compared to the settled congregations, the bigger churches, those who are state put uh, in the towns, they, their average salary was $400 a year. Methodist preachers worked for 64 plus supply their own horse. 
Many of the early circuit riders began to itinerate even before they were old enough to shave or vote. Henry Bascom was 17 years old when he received a circuit of 27 preaching places. Joshua Sewell became a district superintendent when he was 23. Un- unthinkable these days. Huh? Bishop Asbury, after whom Asbury Seminary is named, discouraged his preachers from marrying because spouses found circuit travel too difficult and dangerous. The first five Methodist bishops in America remained single. The circuit riders also face hostile Indians, bears, wolves, blizzards, swollen creeks, uncharted forests, and cutthroats, thieves. They were often hungry, wet, cold, tired, and saddle sore. One horsepower only, that's why. Uh, sometimes they prefer to sleep in the open because in the lodges or other places, um, in the cabins, bugs and fleas were your only friends the whole night long. Then, the best part is this. Before 1847, 200 of 737 circuit preachers died before they reached the age of 35. Short career. Huh? Given all these challenges the circuit riders faced, it was with good reason that every year when they met in annual conference, they would sing what is now hymn 553 in the hymnal. Which first line it says, And are we yet alive to see each other's face? Every year they would sing that. Because every year some people would be missing. The 18th century <clears throat> conference minutes listed very precisely the places where these preachers preached. Taverns, cabins, stores, poor houses, forts, barns, woodland clearings, riverboats. One occasion, a circuit preacher even preached in a gambling house. And a layperson commented, In Jesus' time, some made the house of God a den of thieves. Remember that one, huh? But Methodists have changed a den of thieves into a house of God. Touche. The preachers were skilled orators, and some of them uh, developed some unique styles. John James actually was a ventriloquist. So he used his second voice to uh, state the views of the devil, and his own natural voice to counter those views with biblical quotations. They preach, all can be saved. Methodist circuit riders preach present salvation from sin, not only from the guilt of sin, but from its power as well. The Methodists preach free salvation for all, full salvation from all sin. Asking God to save from wrath and make us pure. So they thought that Christianity was both personal and social, and so to reform the whole continent and spread scriptural holiness through these lands. That's what world-class serve looks like. So, I'd like to close with two invitations and encouragements. Number one, some of us are called to more specific, yet a different way of service. That is to full-time Christian ministry. Whether church staff, schools, or pastors. This is part, is also part of God's multidimensional grace. And if you are part of these who are so-called Will you prayerfully consider that this be your world-class serve response? To say yes to God's call to full-time Christian service. 
But for the rest and all of us, we are also called, a reminder, to serve the gifts God has definitely provided for us as good stewards of His multi-dimensional grace. Would you also respond to this call to world-class serve? All right. At this time, usually I would say closing prayer, but I've been instructed. I'm being in my contract. I say now, give them time to do the questionnaire. You know, they won't hear, they won't get their ice cream. So, uh, can you just take a couple of minutes to uh, do your questionnaire at the hub? You can. We will discontinue the streaming, and you can ask uh, Antonio to take over there, and uh, he will bring the service to close there. So, for those. But for those who are here, we give you a couple of minutes to please uh, try and do the questionnaire, after which I will close in prayer. <coughs> okay, if you need a pen, now you've got no excuse at all. I'm sure some people say, wow, hang on, no pen. No excuse, all right? Uh, pens being supplied... Just indicate, and you can uh, try and fill in the questionnaire. And after that minute or so, we'll close in prayer. I say a prayer. We'll sing our closing song, and then uh, close the service. Please, when you finish, you can hand them uh, to the usher, or you can hand them at the... Okay, uh, those who have started, I know you will finish even if we do the prayer and close the service. So let's... Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you that Lord Jesus Christ is our wonderful prime example of world-class serve. And we pray that you will grant us grace from your multi-dimensional grace so that we can serve in His way, in His steps. We commit ourselves to you and all the responses as we ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.